Today, I find myself with my oldest cousin from my dad's side of the family, Azusan Aguilar, or Susie as we know her. Hi. So thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me today, Susie, and sharing a bit about your experience as a Latina within the Midwest. Okay. <laughs> okay, so to begin, um, could you start by telling us like, where you were born and up until what age did you reside there? Um, I was born in Stockton, California. I was there until the age of five mm -hmm. i want to say five or six yeah okay so what memories do you have of this place or did you start kind of like forming of this place like based on what your family would tell you of like you know maybe what you guys did back there yeah oh my god mm -hmm. so, <laughs> um what memories do i have so we lived in a little duplex okay. from okay so from my memories it was like this little house mm -hmm. this little house with like a fence where my mm -hmm. mom would like wash clothes and like she would put them to dry on the fence and then they would disappear and then they would disappear because the neighbors would like the little kids would take the clothes and then you would see them out on the like sidewalk wearing like my bathing suit or something i was like that's mine but it was this little house and it's so funny because um when i was living there a couple years ago or in california um we visited that house and it's like this tiny little house but for my memories it was like this this Huge. bigger thing, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so we lived we lived there for a little bit. I remember, I don't think, I don't even think it was. I think it was like a studio. I don't even think it had a room. Mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. the living room, the kitchen, and then mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. I don't remember much else. Mm -hmm. And like a front yard, mm -hmm. um, but it was it was small. It, it was, was a small, it was a tiny place. little place. Yeah. <laughs> Did you make a lot of friends around that area? Do you remember any friends? Or I remember anyone? a friend. I remember friends. I had a little boyfriend, I guess, <laughs> that lived behind me. I still remember him, which is weird. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, but yeah, my mom had a friend across the street. Mm -hmm. um, her name was Rita, I think. Uh -huh. Rita, something like that. I remember uh -huh. a lot of things from there. <laughs> so was it like, were there a lot of other like Latino people yes, around you guys? Yes. So, so, so Stockton is in... Um, is in like uh central like the valley of 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 california that's mm -hmm. where a lot of fields are a lot of people in a lot of like mexicanos mostly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that live in california they work in the fields my dad used to work in the peach fields actually mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of hispanics there mm -hmm. till this day yeah till this day Still a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. So then, what was kind of like that transition? I guess like at the age around five or six, when you guys decided to come to the Midwest. What was kind of like that transition? Like oh for my you? god, <laughs> that's a crazy story. So, so when we moved to the Midwest, I want to say that we were in we we left California. We went to Mexico. We spent some time in Mexico, mm -hmm. and then we came to the Midwest. Mm -hmm. I came. Well, so it was it was Freddie, my brother. Tere, my sister, and I, we came to the Midwest with my grandparents. My mom and my dad, basically, like, they didn't have papers, right? Mm -hmm. So, they stayed in Mexico. We came with my grandparents. We flew here to mm -hmm. the Chicago area with my grandparents. Was it your grandparents, like, Abuelito Isidro? And yes. Okay. okay. I remember that day, like, <laughs> it was yesterday. So, we flew in with my abuelito and my abuelita, mm -hmm. and... Um, we came here. I don't know if you remember the house down the street, nine eleven. Yo, yes, of course. Yeah. The so actually, your dad and your mom lived there. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'll never forget that day. So, so we we landed. I don't. 
remember the drive, but I remember getting to the house. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, that's when I met your mom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, time. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we got there. Tio Chido, your dad, uh-huh. picked us up. We got to the house. It was snowing. And I was like, what is this snow? Like, oh, why is it cold here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Like, mm-hmm. what? Why? And it was late. And I'm like, why is it? And actually, it was dark, but it wasn't that late because mm-hmm. we got to the house and Tio Chido was like, okay, well, this is where we're going to be. We're going to live or, you know, where you're going to live. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. I met your mom and um, your mom was so sweet. Like, she always is. Like, <laughs> the nicest person ever. And, um, you know, I remember she gave me a big hug and she was like, I'm going to go wash clothes. You want to go with me? I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. <laughs> like, uh, this is my personality. Like, I'm always down uh-huh, for yeah. anything. Like, yeah, sure. We, like... We, like, left our bags. You know, Abuelita and Abuelito had to, like, you know, just relax or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she she offered to take me with her to go wash clothes. And mm-hmm. I went with her. And uh, it was the first time I tried famous Amos cookies. She bought them for me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. But I was like, why Why is it so cold? And she's like, oh, you know, it's just that's just the weather here. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's. And I was like, oh, okay. It's very cold here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. So, how long did you guys, like, um, how much time did you guys spend in Mexico, like, when you transitioned from California to Mexico? I want to say a few months, less than a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, less than a year. Got it. Yeah, and the whole, you know what, it's so funny because, um, oh my god, our parents. (laughs) Here's another crazy story. (laughs) We packed our bags. Mm -hmm. We got in the truck. Mm -hmm. We were going to the airport but my parents never told me at least that i was gonna leave and they were gonna stay back oh yeah <laughs> i just kind of put it together as i was in the truck like okay so this is my bag Freddy's bag that is bag. Uh-huh. where where's where their, their bag? bags yeah, yeah they wouldn't tell us things like my mom and my dad wouldn't tell me a lot of things so mm-hmm. like i had to be like really observant and i had to mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. put things together because mm-hmm. they wouldn't say anything so i was like I was fine at first, you know, my grandparents, I'm talking to them, you know, mm-hmm. having fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a second, where's their bag? Mm-hmm. They're not coming with us. I started crying. I was like, what the heck? Like, you're not coming with us? And they, they didn't want to scare me. But I mean, mm-hmm. like, come on, like, I was going to put it together. It, right? it, it would have been a good warning. It would have been a good yes, warning. Yes, yes. No. no, I started crying in the middle of the trip. And you know what? It's so funny because they had a truck mm-hmm. and it was like a, it was like the, 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 the one-seater yeah. in the front, yeah. and they have, like, they call it, like, el camper. El camper, yeah. Camper in the back. So, my abuelitos and us, we were in the bag, and that's where the bags were. Mm-hmm. And I was like... There's not enough saying, bags for all of us. Like, you didn't even pack anything for yourself. You're not coming? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so then you get here, and you're like... No, so let me get on a plane, and my, my parents weren't there. And this is me being, like... Yeah, because I started first grade here. So I was like, how old are you in, six, in first grade? Six, You're like six, six or seven, yeah. Yeah. Six or seven years old here. Being like, responsible for your two younger oh, siblings. Oh, and I was, I was, not only was, I mean, you feel responsible, but I was also very, like, overprotective of them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Girl, oh my God. Too the much. things my parents have put me through, like, oh, you have no idea the trauma. Too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We all we can all agree with that. So when you like came here, you get here, llegas a la nueve once. What are like these new settings? Obviously, you said that you noticed the snow, but what are like the new settings? Um, what do the people look like around you? Oh my you? god! So Is there okay, a culture shock? Okay, so so nine eleven New York was this little house in Waukegan, mm-hmm. and the neighborhood was predominantly black. Mm-hmm. 
So I had never met black people in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So me being the curious child, like I'm like hi, right? Mm-hmm. Like my neighbors, the, yeah. the kids in the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like talking to everybody. Like once the yeah. summer came around, because also abuelita and abuelito were very they're very strict so yes. like you know in the winter they don't let you outside they don't want you rolling around in the snow which mm-hmm. i was like why like, but whatever mm-hmm. so once the springtime actually came around mm-hmm. um i was talking to my neighbors like i saw i'm like who are these people yeah right so um our neighbor to this is the house our neighbor to the left mm-hmm. um was now looking back he was like a, a very like he looked like a very successful black mm-hmm. man he like mm-hmm. would dress in a suit mm-hmm. He had uh, a very nice car. Very nice. Mm-hmm. The neighbors to my right, they were also black. I had a friend down the street who I used to ride bikes with. Her name was Wendy. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, predominantly black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, all we knew, all I knew was like California, which is where we came from, was like mostly Hispanic people. Yes, yes. Then we go to Mexico, which mm-hmm. is like obviously, obviously Mexican. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then I come here and it's like, a, I'm living in a predominantly black neighborhood, yes. right? And I'm like... What? What's wow! <laughs> so many transitions. So many transitions. Well, what I was like, what did the neighborhood look like? Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't look like California for sure. At the time it was like a like a farm town. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Was, even mm-hmm. the, ge- the the geography of it was different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness. I see how that was such a big transition. But how do you feel that you were best able to kind of like you know thrive in this new environment? Like as you started getting older, or like. In what ways do you feel that, like, maybe once your parents got here, you guys were kind of able to, like, establish your, like, you know, make your presence known and, like, make yourself, like, you know, feel like this was your home? I think there's, like, a thing about Mexicans that your presence is known the minute you throw a party. Yeah. <laughs> like, the neighbors will know, yes, right? Yes. They hear the music, they hear, like, or they, they smell the carne asada. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had, <laughs> it's so funny because I remember whenever we would have once my parents came mm-hmm. once my parents got here and you know what it was around my mom's birthday mm-hmm. but your dad wanted to celebrate that they were here so family mm-hmm. gatherings is one way to make your presence known no. mm-hmm. yeah your cars are going to be parked outside <laughs> you know the whole the whole block the kids yeah. are going to be like running outside yeah. you know so yeah that's one way to get the neighbor's attention definitely no definitely that's yeah that makes us known that makes us known i feel like the the big families also i mean it's a big tradition you know mm-hmm. many latinx families have really big families so We'll take up space. We, we will definitely, definitely take, up, take space. up space. Jesus, so yeah. much space. <laughs> <laughs> well, then maybe, okay, thinking back to like a bit of your childhood and maybe also as you were growing up, um, can you describe a bit of your K through 12 education experience? Like how were the schools structured? Um, and what was maybe some of the biggest challenges you faced as a Latina? Yeah, okay. So I went to Clearview Elementary, mm-hmm. which is on the n- kind of north side of Waukegan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I was actually, oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> I was in a bilingual class, mm-hmm. first grade through third grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, made a lot of friends, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Fourth grade, I kid you not, Betsy, I swear to God. Mm-hmm. Fourth grade, I was the only one who transitioned into English only. I was so determined to, mm-hmm. to learn English. And it was also because of Kimi and Cherry. Because we used to like... Which are our cousins. Yes, yes. <laughs> which they, they, they knew English before me. And I was uh-huh. like, I'm going to learn. I'm going to be like them. Yeah. yeah. What, what is this yes. cookies you're talking about? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so, not to toot my own horn. But mm-hmm. like, I think that was an early testament to me being like very 
number one, ambitious, because yes. I was like, I'm going to learn this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And number two, um, maybe like a little bit of an experiment yeah. for the school. Yes. Because I remember them not always knowing what to do, right? Mm-hmm. But they needed to provide this resource for this kid who, who like was wanted to, yes, yeah, yes. who wanted to like be in English only. Mm-hmm. And I remember Miss Reagan, my 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 normal, t- my regular teacher, mm-hmm. always kind of asking me questions like, "Was I okay? Mm-hmm. Was I like you know feeling comfortable?" Kind of like, "All right, we have this new kid who is coming into this classroom, mm-hmm. you know, leaving her peers behind, yes. and it's like literally English only." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I think it was a little bit of an experiment for them. Mm-hmm. And what were the teachers like back then? Like, I mean, not even maybe just in elementary, but like moving forward, middle school, high school. Like, did you have like teachers from different diverse backgrounds? Or My teachers were always white. Just white teachers. And I loved them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I loved them. I, you know, mm-hmm. so Miss Reagan was fourth grade. Miss mm-hmm. Miltimore was fifth grade. Miss mm-hmm. Miltimore she went to Purdue University mm-hmm. and she was a person who kind of got me thinking about college because she was like, they were young. Mm-hmm. These were like young white girls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and man, I don't, I don't know. They were, mm-hmm. they were amazing. They were so nice and mm-hmm. like loving. I loved my teachers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, I can remember all my teachers. So first grade was Miss Tranowicz. Second mm-hmm. grade was Miss Burns. Third grade was Miss Kinderman. Oh, Miss Kinderman. Mm. She was a Hispanic lady. She was a... I don't remember. I want to say she was Mexican. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say she was Mexican. Actually, Miss 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 Kinderman really loved me. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Kinderman, this is what she did. One day, she called my mom on a weekend okay. mm-hmm. and asked if she could take me out for the weekend. Um, we went to a museum. What museum was it? I don't know what music mm-hmm. She had a niece that was my age. And she called my mom so she could uh-huh. take me yes, to, the yes. museum, <laughs> to the museum with her. And yes. um, we went to Chicago. Where, what museum was it? Oh, the Museum of Science and Industry. And she took me with her husband and her mm-hmm. niece. We went to the beach. It was the first time I ate salami. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have all these stories. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? She's like, this, you want salami? I was like, sure, what is it? <laughs> I don't even know what salami yes, was. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's just a perfect example of the teachers that really went above and beyond oh, for God. students. Like, they they understood, like, I feel like they understood many of the struggles that, you know, kids from, like, minority mm-hmm. backgrounds went through. Parents, obviously, like, you know, struggling, still, like getting used to like the new settings and they like take you under their wing yes. you know they're like i'm gonna be here for you i'm gonna mention yeah. you and i'm gonna help you as much yeah. as i can you know, and so. you know what i was very i was very lucky because i feel like i had i had an impact on these teachers because mm-hmm. this this teacher did not need to take me yeah. under her wing she didn't need to call me on that weekend to take me to the freaking museum museum yeah. right mm-hmm. she didn't but like she did and and I'll like be forever, forever grateful for her because yeah. I got to see new things and I got to like I felt not only special mm-hmm. but like I felt cared for, yeah. right? And I was always a curious kid. Mm-hmm. And, like I feel like oh, she was probably like I son, you know. Yeah, she's amazing. Even that is a way of, like, you know, making, you know, your presence, creating your space within, Mm -hmm. you know, this new setting. And she helped us create our space because Mm -hmm. there, so here's the thing. Sometimes when, 
sometimes when when students are not represented in a space mm -hmm. they don't go for for certain things right unless you're really represented sometimes kids don't yeah. try out or don't mm -hmm. really go for things they shy away they from shy these away opportunities from that they could be taking on yeah. definitely yeah but she didn't have to do that no she didn't mm -hmm. and she didn't she didn't even speak spanish at the time her parents <laughs> didn't even speak any english yes yeah oh, Betsy, the things i went with Oh, having to be the este, los traductores for our parents oh, from a God. young age when we were still like you said spanish was our first language we were still trying to learn english in school but <laughs> I, I used to be i used to be everybody's translator mm -hmm. and it's like i was i was literally i don't know not even in middle school yet and i feel With like the doctor yes what do i know about your hernia your hernia <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like that, see, that plays so much of a role, like, you know, like, another question that I have is, like, you know, you were the, I mean, the first cousin, the oldest cousin out of all of us, the rest of us came, you were here con todos los tíos y las tías when they were getting here, when they still didn't know, you know, any English, you were the first one, you know, here in that setting, but I mean, honestly, looking back, and looking up until today, none of us could have done the job that you did, honestly, and I feel like none of us were prepared for the job, the task prepared. that you took on, Susie. So how, like, how was that experience for you? Like, like you said, being a traductor or like, just I don't know, doing daily tasks for them. Like, how how was that? Being you know what? The oldest. As I'm as I'm hearing you ask this question, I, I get so many memories. Yeah. I'm flooded with memories. Yes. But you know what? I'm very lucky that I was I was. The kid that I was mm -hmm. around the time that all of our parents were trying to get their shit together. Yeah. It's kind of at the stage that I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Like, they were in their 20s, 30s. Right. You know, starting families. Yes. yes. Um, learning what it even is to buy a home. Because our family, yeah. they actually... One bought a home. They're like... So, yeah, they're like... They're One like, home for everybody, yes. Yeah. But but this is the thing. One bought a home, and mm -hmm. they're like, okay, well, they can do it. Okay, the next one bought a home. Yes. And it was like a ripple effect, right? Mm -hmm. They all started buying homes. Mm -hmm. But I remember just thinking, like, that they were brave. Yeah. That they were brave and that they were adults, mm -hmm. if anything. Like, <laughs> just adults. Oh, my God, this is what you do as an adult, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. I didn't know that, I didn't know if they were afraid, I didn't know if like, you know, maybe mm -hmm. they didn't have all the resources, mm -hmm. they definitely didn't have the education, right. did they have the language, the language, yeah. did they even have like the financial background to make these decisions, probably not, but I didn't know any of that, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. looking back on it now, I'm like, holy cow, you know, just me being in real estate, like all the ins and outs that go into like just buying a home, yes, right, exactly, then exactly. they, they didn't know. But they still did it. This just kind of comes to, like, maybe, like, one of my, like, last points or, like, last questions, I guess. Like, if you were to look back at, like, all your experiences and how far you've made it, where you are today, um, I feel like you maybe kind of started shedding some light on an idea right now. But, like, what would be a piece of advice you would give your younger self and any other first-gen student, you know, as they're growing up or going through life right now in, in the Midwest, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. I would say always be curious. I think I fell I fell into a lot of really cool things just by being a curious kid. Yeah. Just by being like um open to things, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like don't be scared. Mm -hmm. There were also a lot of times where I was scared to do yeah. things. Mm -hmm. Um 
D don't be scared. Um, <clears throat> manage your time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, stop being lazy. You know? <laughs> um, well, no, I mean just just be curious, you know, and 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 um, mm -hmm. um, if something looks interesting, find out, go for it, mm -hmm. right? If it ends up being a waste of time, who cares? You probably learned something. Exactly. Um, network, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you there's so many ways to live life yeah. more than like our conventional like whatever we mm -hmm. learned you know growing up yeah growing or what our up. parents said like you know this was the bubble that we were placing exactly. like we need this a is break what you do. You, you know you like are born you go to school and you like you know grow up get married have kids go whatever mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. there's so many more ways to live yeah right yeah. just fucking talk to people mm -hmm. I, if anything mm -hmm. if anything that's probably the biggest thing talk to people okay. introduce yourself to people and you have no idea the things that you can learn mm -hmm. by just talking to somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's probably the biggest thing. Network. Yeah. It's not always about what you know. It's about who you know. Who you know. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. And you're you're not only not only might you get invited to some amazing parties, but, yes. like, <laughs> but like you just you you'd never know. You yeah. never know. Talk to people. That is very mm -hmm. true. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me. And it's just, it's been great to learn about our family's experience and just learning our, you know, sending our place, making yeah. our presence known. I here. wish Daddy was here. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, let me tell you. About this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need to have a brunch, like just yes. stories yes. and, and, and experience it's just everything. like all of us. Oh, oh man. We looking back on memories. Looking back and like, love it oh my god one day we'll have a brunch with the cousins and and with the tias and we're just all yes we're gonna oh have, uh, everybody's gonna have to go once and tell their stories okay well thank you so much <laughs> Susie. Welcome.